0: Abhi thank you again for this day, opportunity to enter your treasury, to share with they that have ears to hear your word, your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom. They that have an ear to understand and believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son, And that you love this world so much, your creation, to give us the opportunity to be saved and to not perish, but to spend our eternity with you when we have finished this plane of existence, to share your truth, your knowledge, your wisdom, the good news that Jesus Christ came for us. And that he prays over us all day, every day. That he's preparing place for us. He prays for us. And that you love us. (coughs) Our Yahweh Aman. Yeshua Aman. Parakritos Aman. Brothers and sisters, pardon me. The enemy continues his onslaught to try to dissuade me and keep me agitated, anxious. And the focus away from what it should be on. Brothers and sisters, I will resist with everything that I possibly have. And sometimes it's not good enough. Sometimes I fall weak and pray to the minions. It is that way. I am that way. I am weak. I am of mammon, created from God the Father. And in my weakness is his strength. And he tells us that in the Bible all the time. We have to stop leaning into our own understanding and trying to do everything our way. And when I share certain things with you, brothers and sisters, this isn't all about an attaboy raven. Wow, that's really cool, raven. Hey, wow, that's really cool, raven. But not everybody can do that, raven. It's not all about raven. It's all about the Holy Spirit and the guiding of the steps and the strength in the Lord that comes to me in my weakness and guides my steps. And a testimony of what the circumstance was, was because I was in the circumstances, all of that is about. It's not about attaboy, me, anything. This is a testimony to the worthiness, the strength, and the promises of God the Father who says that he will do what he will do. And when I testify to those facts, that's all that is. It's a fact that God kept his word, a fact that God is faithful, a fact that he does what he tells us he's gonna do. A fact that he loves me and he will keep me and a fact that I am his. That's all testimony is about. But again, There are those that are going to seek to be offended by anything they possibly can be, and they will find a reason to be offended by things because that's what they seek with their heart. They're not seeking the word of God. They're not seeking the truth. They're not seeking the knowledge and wisdom that he will provide. They're seeking to be offended by something that a person claiming to be a Christian is doing. But here's the thing. I'm a disciple of my Lord Jesus Christ. That term Christianity has seems to have lost its savor as so many things have done. That little trinket thing I shared with you before, what would Jesus do? Then it became WWJD. When it first initiated, it was what would Jesus do? And then that caught on. And then it would be WWJD. It became a little... Uh, <laughs> anagram deal and then it got turned into these little trinkets. Trinkets. And then that's all it was about. Because people weren't acting on the reality of what that is. What would Jesus do? Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God. In that circumstance, what would he do? (coughs) Pardon me. Goodness gracious. Enemy's really trying to keep me Worked up and keep me from sharing the word. So the reality is, what would Jesus do? Isn't about a little thing, you know, like oh, what would Jesus do, you know, and then go traipsing off, just like people do when they when they want to seem to. Uh, they're not using it in a correct uh, format when they're they're trying to use it more as a curse. I've shared this with you before that you do not use the scripture the name of Jesus Christ, the name of God, anything, you don't use it as a tool to curse somebody. When you do that, it will come back on you a thousandfold. It will come back on you a thousandfold. Do not use the name of Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, the blood of the Lamb. Do not use them as a curse. And people do that all the time. Oh, well, God bless you too. Have a nice day. Oh, the blood of Jesus on you. And I have had people try to do that. Do not use things out of context. That goes for the word of God. That goes for these little doodad gizmos, WWJD, you know, and, and <laughs> This is what Jesus Christ is talking about, being the salt of the earth and how the salt has lost its savor. So if you overdo something and you do it incorrectly, <clears throat> it takes away its strength. And if you use the title in, in uh, of something and you're not acting that way, you take away its savor, its strength, its potency, and then people are going to say, well, pfft. Why should I listen to that person who claims to be a Christian but they're doing this or they're doing that? Look at that. Oh my gosh. This is what we need to be cautious of, brother and sister. And there are those (coughs) pardon me that will they fall prey into the white noise of the enemy. I've shared that terminology with you before, the white noise. That's that um, (laughs) confusion state of mind that the devil likes you to be in to draw your attention from the focus of the word. takes you away from the focus of the walk. And uh, it happens to the best of us. It happens to those that individuals will see as a really strong teacher, proponent for the word of God, pardon me, brothers and sisters, (coughs) pardon me. Um, Yesterday, I fell prey to that. I was, um, you know, I worked late nights. I always try to remember to have the alarm clock set and things are doing and yesterday was kind of a special day. I had set up an, an arrangement to uh, make a delivery to the church for just because. The Spirit kind of led my heart to do that thing and I've always prayed that bless me to bless others and God does that and he lets me know when it's a good time to, to share that, to share those blessings and he's so... He's so praiseworthy. He is so awesome. He is so faithful. He is so great is his faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord God, unto me. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Every day I get up, Father God. So yesterday Um I was roused from sleep, not by the alarm clock. And I couldn't figure out. I said, how did that happen? I know I didn't hit the, I didn't, I looked and there was no, my little snooze thing wasn't there. The alarm didn't go off. So I get up and I start ramming around and moving around trying to get going. And I have to go all the way opposite direction of where I, you know, usually go so I could pick this, the goodies up and then get it delivered to the church. And um, I was becoming more Agitated. And the white noise, volume, became louder and louder. I was becoming more in tune with that white noise. And then I realized, of course, what was going on. And I started to rebuke that. And the Spirit was speaking to me through some of the things I'd already shared. That this is the day that the Lord has made. Be glad and rejoice in it. To go to the house of the Lord to be in assembly, to be in fellowship, that is the focus that need to be, but the devil was working on my focus, being on the white noise interference, and the seeds of the weeds were taking root, and they were taking away from everything else, so made my pickup got and then <laughs> and then trying to head to church, I was somewhat lost. And then the white noise volume started to turn up again. And I got gone, I just kept going and I was like, I rebuke this is I rebuke this white noise. This is this is not. This day is your day, Lord. This is your day. This is a day that you you're taking me to your house. Everything is gonna be fine. Okay. And I'd go down the road a little bit more and I'd take a look at my watch. I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And then the white noise interference volume came up again. But then as I got down the road and not, and not realizing, kind of wondering where I was supposed to be and what turn I was. Right up there in front of me, boom. There's the roadside for that. Go down there, there's the roadside. And then I just got on the street and just stayed on that and followed it all the way to the church. The Lord knew my steps. He had already ordained my steps for the day, which is what he does every single day, brothers and sisters, every day. When you get, the Lord has already walked this day. He knows what this day will bring. He knows what's coming. And he will guide our steps. If we seek his word, his faithful promises, each day the holy spirit will guide our steps he promises that in his word we have to remember too that his peace that he promises in his word yet again <coughs> pardon me is part of that ordination And when I share things with you, like uh, I use the word confirmation and how happy it makes me when uh, things that I've been sharing are talking about and, and I get confirmation from that. And this is not anything at all about, see, I was right, what I'm doing, what I say, what I do. La, da, 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 da. No, it's not about that. But more and purely about, see... What I promise you, I am guiding your steps. You are on the right track. You are on the path. You are on the road. Whatever detours are coming, I'm with you. Have faith. The confirmations that I receive from various sources that come back, because we are all talking about the same thing, it is not to say, all right, Raven, look at you. Go, Raven. Go, Raven. Yay, yay, yay. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact that the Lord has promised to guide my steps and he has me on the direction and path that I need to be on. And that it is in accordance to what others are talking about, the good news gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father. And the Father's business is what I am about and what I am doing and that I am doing it correctly. It's like, it's the same as... If you were driving down the road and you've got the... When I used to be a a professional operator and I was driving all over the country, I had with me... I had with me one of the best. I considered it, and many professionals at the time considered it to be the best. Road Atlas in existence, Thomas, Thomas Brothers... Man, it included so much information and, and uh, for every single state, rules and regulations for highways and highways that were out of bounds for commercial-sized vehicles. They had restrictions and it would list all of those on every single state page so you knew where you were going. You knew how to get there. It had phone. It was just the best. <clears throat> Pardon me. So when I travel on this highway, the best ordination, the best atlas, the best road map that I can possibly have in my possession is the word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, the truth, the knowledge, the wisdom of God the Father. He provides it for us as an instruction manual in life, an atlas for our steps, and what does the Bible tell us? I've shared this with you before, brothers and sisters, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It tells us that very thing. Let's jump over there right quick. Oh, here we go, Three, five, six. 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths." That's what confirmation is about. That's what having the best atlas in existence is about. The word of God. The very best. There there is nothing better. Lean not into your own understanding, which is what I was doing yesterday and allowing that white noise interference to, to, to rattle my cage. And he was working on it diligently. And it was... In that direction, and I was upset, but then looking up, I was right where I needed to be. (coughs) Pardon me. So, what I'm telling you this is everything is also in the Lord's timing. He got me to where I needed to be when he wanted me to be there. And when I came in, of course, I was I was somewhat upset because I couldn't go to my normal seating and I couldn't go down, but that's okay. I stood in the back and I was there. And I noticed that the pastor, he saw me. and That's okay. That's fine. I was where I was supposed to be. When I was supposed to be there, and the agitation that the enemy tries to use by getting you involved in that white noise interference and that issue but in rebuking that I was where I needed to be when I needed to be there the timing might not have been what I wanted but it should never be anyway and this is what we have what happens to us we have this ability that the lord has given us the capability to do that pre-planning and that all these things evolve. And what happened was that I was gonna get up at this time, I was gonna go that way at this time, I was gonna get that, then I was gonna go here, then I was gonna do this. And I had already planned out all the steps in the morning and everything that was gonna take place. Well, that fell apart. And in checking back, I, I never turned the alarm clock on. I, I actually don't remember turning it off. I thought I had, to, had it set, but quite obviously I did not because I got up late, I took off late I got to my pickup late, I had to call them and tell them I was coming, still. And they were so kind and so gracious and everything was there. I made the pickup and I got down to the church and got delivered. But not according to my way, but according to the way that the Lord had it established and according to the steps that he had already ordained. His ordination. And I got there at the appropriate time when he needed me to be there. And what was so very cool, is that I observed some of the young people that were coming out and they had already stepped out into the foyer area and and gone back and the word spread. The delivery was there. Oh. Well, I'll go ahead and share what what it is. It's a very simple thing actually, but I know how much members like it and I know especially the young people. I got a whole bunch of special donuts. Donuts. But it was provided by the Lord God, provided and blessed me that I could do this. So I did. Oh, my gosh, they were so happy because it hadn't been done. The regular had not made it. And people were actually kind of, oh, what a bummer. But then I saw some of the young people come in. I, I glanced over and I saw him mouthing to his other buddy that, Oh, they're here. And then when folks finished uh, the regular service and they came out, they had a great fellowship right there and they were so pleased. And But again, that wasn't about me. That was about the Lord provided that for me in order to provide for them. <laughs> oh, pardon me. That's what that was about. And it blessed me to bless them. I received blessing from that i was I was welling up inside and it wasn't like oh look yeah 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 you know it was uh, all about thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord but here's something too that also included the blessings there was a situation that arose and um actually I was sitting in the in the foyer area which I normally don't do I have a Pretty set routine and schedule, and I don't normally just sit there. (laughs) But the spirit was had me holding. He put me in a hold pattern. And my attention was brought. And now, of course, in retrospect, I look back and I realize what the Holy Spirit was doing. There was an individual that was not it was not normal. So my attention was drawn and focused to that individual and it wasn't as a um, as a visitor or anything like that because there was a, the spirit around the individual was not was not a good spirit. My Holy Spirit was guiding that. And this is the ordination of the steps and the Holy Spirit will do this thing. And so that Was what was going on and my staying realizing now in retrospect that this was all the plan according to God through the course of the day and his ordination of my steps and his guidance the whole time, everything. I arrived where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be and how I was supposed to be, period. All that white noise interference during the during the uh, travel, or the travels to to get to church, and and all those things, going, all that white noise interference that got kept getting turned up in volume. Just rebuking that, and uh, and just paying attention, focusing on the Lord God. So I stayed in the foyer area of the church longer than I normally do. And there is a reason for that. And the Holy Spirit was talking to me because the spirit of the enemy was heavy, heavy, heavy. And here's the other thing, too, that a lot of people have this misconception of that the um, minions of the devil can't cross the threshold of a church and go into the church because it's a holy area and all this stuff. And, well, oh, that's Hollywood vampire movies. And that's also a bunch of baloney. There's nothing in the scripture that says that they can't cross into the threshold and go into the sanctuary of the Lord. Nothing says that. They cannot go into where the Lord resides. That is holy ground. They cannot cross that. They can't go there. But here's the thing. If there is somebody that is at odds with the Lord and they're carrying that member of his minions on their shoulder... They can come in, they come in and they do what they're going to do. They come in, they try to agitate, they try to disrupt, they try to get your focus off the word of the Lord, they try to get your focus off the scriptures and what's being taught and the worship time, and they get you to focus on everything that's going on. The baby that's crying over in the corner, the person that's on there that's texting back and forth, the young people that are joking back and forth. Your focus goes to them and all the way around instead of on what is supposed to be the word of God. So they do come in. And that Hollywood bourgeois, Hippocrat teaching about, you know, oh, that's holy ground. That's holy, you know, they can't go across the threshold of the church. That's in old vampire movies, okay? And it doesn't hold true. It is not true. So the enemy was definitely... This guy had a few things that were holding on to him. I couldn't physically see them, but I knew that they were there. So anyway, I stayed longer than what I normally do. And there was a reason I was doing that. It was just, and it was as if there was a small voice whispering in my ear, just stay. By the time, just stay. All I kept saying just stay and I held on and held on and I I actually like to to share and I love to give a huge bear hug to my pastor because his heart is so great and goes out so much but I also know that he has a whole lot of uh, angst you know and things that happen because all these things are going on brothers and sisters let me share this with you our pastors need our prayers Our prayers for them to uplift them in strength and righteousness is important. Prayer is a mighty tool. And in all these things that are going on around, you think that they're not affected if their heart is where it's supposed to be in their leadership in the church. Their heart goes out and it troubles them mightily because they don't have all the answers. And sometimes it troubles them so much because they can't. Get their thoughts wrapped around these things, these lies, this negativity, and these things that are being pushed on people, the separation, the derision, the fear mongering that's going on, trying to drive fear into people for control. Brothers and sisters, that's what this is about. The enemy is driving. I've shared with you before, fearfulness, rebuke that. It's okay to be afraid. God knows that that happens in this walk, this plane of existence. But to be fearful drives you to do things that you don't normally do, react ways that you don't normally react. It also leads you to away from the truth. There's so many people I hear. There's all, oh, follow the science. It's it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be on the internet if it wasn't true. What a bunch of hooey. Come on, brothers and sisters, the only truth that you need to seek is from God, the Holy Spirit. Seek guidance, seek the truth. (coughs) Pardon me, and He will guide you. He will guide your steps. But seek the truth, seek knowledge, seek wisdom. And that is exactly what the prince of the air is trying to drive that wedge in between. Brothers and sisters, that's what this is about. This is about that agenda. All this that's going on around is all part of that agenda. And the agenda is much deeper and darker than anyone can imagine, unless you are following the word of God. If you're following the truth, you're following the knowledge, you're following the wisdom, and you're following and leaning into his word and not into your own understanding, you get it. So, brothers and sisters, it's okay to be afraid, but reach out, pray to God, and hold on to his truth and his promises. That's the important thing. All the other is not. So, in continuing my narrative my little testimony <coughs> the individual was there and the spirit about this person it was almost um i'm not quite sure how to explain it to you to get you to understand other than the fact that i knew that that this person had demons not a demon but i also knew Believe in my heart and my faithful walking with the Lord, not a perfect walk. Don't get me wrong here. I do not walk in perfection because until he who is perfect has come, there is no perfection on this plane of existence. And the only perfect that the word speaks of is Jesus Christ. Until he who is perfect has come. Pardon me. So the reality is that I could, I could sense the demons. It was more than just, I'm not sure how to explain it to you. The, this Holy Spirit has given this, um, I have to be cautious in how I, what I say and how I say it, but the Holy Spirit has given me this discernment. And I've shared with you that I can tell things if I shake hands with somebody or or they shake hands with me and they look me in the eye. There's things that I can feel or that I can sense um, It's not reading their mind or anything. But the Holy Spirit lets me be aware of things. And he specifically, I'm not quite sure what he's doing with me. But there's something going on. And this is a good thing. In a good way. So I stayed longer than I normally should. And I could sense that these demons were all about this individual. And so the pastor came to me. (laughs) Pardon me. Sorry. And, um. I guess the uh, the person had asked the pastor to uh, give him a ride somewhere. And the pastor came and asked me if, if I would ride with him. He he didn't feel comfortable in being with this person. He was unsure of the state of mind, but there was something that was speaking to him. And I believe that this was the Holy Spirit in everything. It was it spoke to the pastor to come to speak to me because the Spirit, of course, knew that What I was about. So, immediately, with no hesitation, I said, I'll take care of this. You don't worry about it. You go ahead and home, and uh, I'll take care of it. Because his, his wife had already gotten a ride, and she left. And he was taking care of household business. And so, I sent him on his way. Said, it's not a problem. I'll take care of it. And then I did, and then the reality was that, of what was going on, (coughs) the facade that the individual tried to put up was not working because my spirit is greater, and my spirit being the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. So then the reality opened up, (coughs) and the facade was revealed for what it was, and the individual... Came out. It was all a selfish intention, and this is something that you have to understand and be aware of, brothers and sisters. That as a true Christian and as a follower, we do not have to fall prey to every single thing that comes out there. And you know, there are individuals that follow these churches and they do these things, and you know, they take out all these clothes and all the food. But you know, here's here's the sadness is that when I see this sort of thing done, they make no follow-up preparation at anything at all. So I go to these areas where they come in there and there is just so much garbage, so much trash, so much junk that's just heaping, piles of stuff. They're trying to do a good thing. But there is something that they're not adhering to and you need to be letting the Holy Spirit do this. So I'm saying that to say this, is that You don't have to fall prey to these individuals. And there are, trust me in this, there are individuals that go to the churches specifically and it's not for any kind of guidance. It's not for anything else other than to fill their own pockets and their own worth. And it's all about self-centeredness. It's got nothing to do with being there to hear the word, to hear this, and there's no prayer. They don't come to anything. It's all... A false pretense. And there are individuals that come. There are those individuals also that come because they're being manipulated by the minions and by the prince of the air, and what they bring is not a good thing. And there are those individuals that do this. This person yesterday was one of those. But I did what the Holy Spirit had me to do. I took him away from my pastor, I took him away from the house, and I took him to a better location than what he had actually originated, originally asked for, because I happen to know the area and, and the things, and and what these individuals would do, they, they're manipulated that way. So no telling what would have taken place had, the pastor gone by himself and gone where this individual wanted him to go. But again, this is not about attaboy, Raven. This is about, all right, Holy Spirit, Father God, your guidance, hallelujah for the truth and the promises that you make. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance. So i got this individual down where he would have been a better place for him and was using the pretense of prayer and all this stuff. But because he didn't get his way, he immediately got, oh, you know, okay, thank you, got out, closed the door and took off and left and didn't even want to, you know, this thing about prayer. But during the whole time, I was kind of glancing over and paying attention to what was going on. This guy had a whole collection of receipts. They weren't even actual receipts. They were, well, they were, but they were uh, copied, printed off. They weren't even for all this. But what this was is a manipulation tool in order to get money. So this was all about a selfish pretense, but they also, individuals like this, will they actually target churches. They show up late in the morning when people are there. They pay attention. They watch and they pay attention to see who 's got what might have this or that, and then they use this because they realize, believe it or not, that there are many Christians that claim to be Christians that are they fall into this guilt thing oh well, we're supposed to do this, or we're supposed to do that are we the Bible tells us it. no, it does not it tells you to follow the Holy Spirit, and lean not into your own understanding, because when you lean into your own understanding, and you're led by guilt, you are not being led by the Holy Spirit, and you're not listening to the Word of God, because the Word of God does not operate on condemnation, it does not work on guilt, and it does not go any direction except to the light. Guilt is about darkness, and there are those that claiming to be Christian, that they're led by this guilty feeling that they have to do this and they have to do that because that's what the Bible tells us to do. No, it does not. And it also does not tell you that as a Christian that you need to be used as a doormat. It does not tell you that you must allow these things to take place because you're a Christian. Nowhere in the scripture does it tell you to do that. Nowhere in the scripture does it encourage you to do that. What it does tell you to do is be bold, be upright, and be righteous. So, be cautious. You must not lean into your own understanding. Everything yesterday that took place was about God's timing, the ordination of my steps by the Holy Spirit. And because I was leaning into his knowledge and wisdom and not into my own. When I was leaning into my own understanding and so I say because my plans weren't working out, it was a mess and just kept holding on to the spirit. Your guidance, this is your day. You made this day. This is a day about your day, not about me, mine, or any of that. And everything just started falling into place. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Went over here, went over here and just followed it and took me straight away to the church. The timing was all about when the Lord wanted me to be there. The last part of the word, the last part of the message I was listening to were things that I had been talking about all the time, about the peace and the kindness that God wants to emanate from us and through us. And here's the thing, too, that you have to understand. We still need to thank the Lord when things don't go our way. Spiritual blessings come wrapped in trials. So once you peel those outer layers of the onion skin away and you come down to the core of the matter, the core of the matter is that it's by the ordination of God and that all of a sudden this thing just explodes in light and blessings. I was like, oh my gosh. I blessed the the folks in the timing that I got there. I blessed my pastor The Lord blessed me and the day was just all wrapped up in his timing from the onset. (coughs) Pardon me. Adverse circumstances are normal in a fallen world. Expect them in each and every single day that we walk. But remember this, too, is that, the, that we need to rejoice in the midst of that because the Lord came to overcome the world. <laughs> Didn't come to make everything hunky-dory and right, and that we were going to walk down a primrose path and everything was just going to be the rose-covered glass, which so many that claim to be Christians like to do. They like to walk down this primrose path and they put on these rose tinted glasses. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the word of God. They don't want to listen to the ordination. They want the things to be so pretty all the time. Oh, I don't want to hear that part. Oh, that's, that's about doom and gloom. Excuse me, what's doom and gloom about it? Jesus Christ talked about it in Matthew 24 so shall it be as it was in the days no until the son of man returns that was not a good time jesus christ tells the disciples that telling us that this is truth this is truth So what we need to do is, in James 12, (laughs) 3, what it talks about here, I'll share this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. It makes us stronger. It strengthens our faith. We have to hold on to that. James 1, 2 through 3. James 1, 2 through 3. And the Lord is not going to allow us to go through those things by ourselves. John 16, 33 talks about that very thing that I just shared with you. That Jesus Christ came and overcame the world. Brothers and sisters, I love you. You have a blessed day. Be encouraged. You are in my prayers. So I'm going out. i coming in.